On today's show, I'm going to be talking with Michelle A. Jones. She's got a very fun and, and I think, interesting song with a story we're going to talk about today. It's called Two Dogs and a Rat. It's got um, a real life, I, I think, uh, inspiration. I really want to talk about that. Uh, Michelle's songwriting and just her experiences as a lyricist. So welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. Glad to be what here. A, well, thank you. Yes. And what a title, Two Dogs and a Rat. Yes, uh, it's the best title I think that I could have given for that song. Well, you've had uh, something of a journey to get to where you are now. I know uh, you started out, you, you taught uh, right, out, uh, right out of college. Uh, it seems like you're always um, interested in poetry, which is very good if you're going to you know, write lyrics and songs. Well, you know, what was your creative journey like? Like, did you always know you wanted to write songs? No, I, um, as you know, I came from uh, a family of creatives uh, and I was always around it, either my brothers playing music and, you know, writing songs. My older brother wrote novels and screenplays. My mother did, uh, wrote plays and had a book published a long time ago, as did my older brother. And I was always around it, but I didn't, I didn't have an ear for music or anything. And so... I had always wanted to be a teacher, and when you, you're going to teach um, elementary school, all your assignments, you know, write a children's short story or write some children's poems, and that's what I did. I never even thought about song lyrics. I was thinking more of maybe writing a book or something like that, but um, it was years later, I just started hearing all kinds of uh current news and i i just started writing it down one day and and like making a poem or a song out of it and i told my late brother jim about it and uh he agreed with me um but i didn't have any tunes of my own so then he said write another song and when he had time he did a, just an acoustic version of that song and I wasn't on any YouTube or reverberation or any of that. And over the next few years, I would write him song, write songs, and then I would show them to him. And he would t tell me, like in music, you, you have musical license, you have a chorus, you have, you know, a, a hook, which I kind of, uh, and sometimes you have to change the lyric to fit the music, which is what he was good at. So I just got more inspired to write songs. So I, I would write them and show him if he couldn't help me because he had a career of his own, you know, he wrote mm -hmm. lots of songs and performed in bands and things like that. I would find someone else to work with me. And, uh, but he always wanted to read the lyrics and he'd give me some ideas and, uh, things like that. So we mm -hmm. did even have uh, one of our songs. We decided that we'll call ourselves the Golden Ferrets. 
I did oh, the my. lyrics, and he would do the uh, the performing and uh, music. And what a great name, the Golden Ferrets. Yes, <laughs> I picked that name for a reason. But and said, what, what inspired the name, the Golden Ferrets? Well, we didn't have a name at first. It's, it's some of the songs are under both our names separately, but I said, we're going to put this out. I have uh, a name, the Golden Ferrets, because we were, we were seniors. And I always remembered a long time ago, he and his girlfriend had a ferret. So I said, I want to name us the Golden Ferrets. And he said, okay. And not everyone is going to know my reference about that but that's what we called ourselves. And so I came up with the name and um, we used that on some of our songs that we did together and a video that we did together. And uh, that's very, very catchy. Um, was that first video? Cause I read online, you had uh, an earlier video it was called Daisy's Riding yeah. Shotgun. Yes, Daisy's Riding Shotgun. Um, I had never made a music video in my life and it was very hard to get the right people so um i found the place and everything uh it's about my dog daisy who's still with us at 16 years old um i the the video could have gone a better way but uh i was working with someone who was not that experienced in filming, but it's still, you know, it's still uh, special to me because it's about her. And so Jim mm -hmm. and I were in the, the video, you know. Well, it seems you like to write about things you know well, you know, personal experience and, and dogs too. It seems like you, <laughs> you like to write about dogs, uh, you know, to go well, from, Daisy's riding shotgun and then to two dogs and a rat. I see a thread here. Well, I just I like all animals and um Daisy's my dog. I, and she's very special to me, of course, and uh she always loved to ride in the car. So I also write things about like current events, what's going uh, around. Um um, or something personal that happened to me. And it just happened that the two dogs and a rat, uh, you know, there are a lot of hom homeless people in the streets and once in a while you see them with a dog. And of course, you know, I, I give them, you know, a dollar, $2, you know, something like that. And this one man was in the parking lot of the McDonald's and he'd be in one or two of the parking lots. And he had two dogs in a shopping cart. And I got to know him and then um, try to help him out, you know, buy him breakfast or uh, take him to where he needed to go. Uh, because sometimes he'd stay at a, a motel and other times he was, you know, on the streets. Mm -hmm. And so I offered him a ride and then the rat. <laughs> And so, uh, so at this point, he reveals that in addition to the two dogs, he also has a pet rat. 
Yes, uh, I put his, uh, let his dogs get in the car and he said something about a rat, but I, I wasn't paying that much attention. I didn't see anything. And so then I said, a rat. And he said, well, this pet store where he could get some things, you know, uh, less expensive, had just fed a rat to a snake. And this one was either going to get eaten or thrown away. So he took it, put it in a box, and then I didn't know what to do, you know, after he started going. So I said, um, I just sat and sat and sat. And then I said, well, the rat has to go in the trunk. I don't want to see it. I don't want to look at it. I don't want to know anything about it, you know, and, you know, put it in the trunk with your things. And um, that's how that came about. So he had a little rat in a box. Yes, he did. Oh, and my goodness. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, I well, love animals. That, what's that, well, what's that saying? Truth is stranger than fiction. Right. That's what I said. You can't make this stuff up. Um, and I just, it was an absurd situation in a way. I mean, but this I felt is why. But this is why you're an artist, because you recognize this story had artistic potential, like this was worth your time to turn into a song. Yes, and I didn't turn it into a song until uh, a few years later, because this happened maybe oh, six or seven years ago, and uh, we developed a, a you know, a friendship and uh, I felt safe around him and things like that. Uh, that wasn't any problem because I usually don't give rides, but I thought, you know what? Looking back at that, so I just started writing it, you know, and. Uh, uh, does he I know that you, does he know that you wrote this song about him? No, because I never saw him again after all that ride and everything. I saw him a few more times, like it says in the mm -hmm. song. And mm -hmm. I didn't ask him about the rat or anything because I didn't really want to know. And um, one day I went by the fast food place and he wasn't there. And I never saw him again uh, at either of the fast food restaurants where he would go, you know, mm -hmm. so... I just, um, you know, I wondered about him and hoped he was okay. And, you know, there was some bittersweet about the story, but it really didn't, I don't know what happened to him after that. So he has mm -hmm. no idea. And I don't even remember his name, which mm -hmm. is terrible, but I don't remember his name. You see, people come in and out of our lives, and sometimes it's long-term, sometimes it's short-term. Do you think that he was just meant to come in and out of your life for this period? You shared something, you got some inspiration, and then and then people move on. Yes, I think so. Um, it's I don't ever mind buying a meal for someone, and uh, sometimes they prefer, 
money, of course, but I'm careful about that because you don't know what they're going to spend it on. But um, he handed me uh, some money back because I gave him some money to buy breakfast. He says, um, I'm saving up so I can stay in a hotel tonight. So I just said, we'll just keep this money and you can, you know, I even drove him to where he was going to stay one night. There's really even more to the story than in the song, but then that would be two songs. But two songs. If, if I did, it's just like a movie. You can't put everything in a movie um, that's based on a true story or not, you know, uh, just because of time constraints. And, you know, it would be well, like a 10 minute song yeah. instead of a four minute. Uh, video be an epic yeah and you know people's attention span is short so um, well don't you think it's interesting you know when you're kind to somebody you know you give freely and you never really know what overall effect that will have on their life because you don't see something necessarily immediately but maybe three years later five years later maybe they remember that kindness and that helps them turn their life around I think so. He, uh, he, he did work two days a week and he was trying to get, uh, his driver's license. I don't know all of his background. Um, he did have a wife also, but she was not in the story because she left and then she came back. So most of my interactions, uh, uh, were while she was gone. So I only met her twice and she, they made a good pair. He said she really helped him, you know, and everything. Um, and she was maybe little, at their lowest points, you know, feeling down or, you know, for whatever reason, you know, wouldn't it be nice to think that he thinks back to those kinds you helped him, those times you helped him and, and whether, whether or not, you know, it, it's the money thing, it's just that the memory of someone really cared for me in those moments. And I wonder if that sustains him. Yes, I think so. And uh, I think they were from another part of Florida. So, mm-hmm. um, and he really loved his dogs. I really tried to, uh, you know, help him get his shots and stuff. And uh, he unfortunately didn't. Mm-hmm keep the appointment because Mm -hmm. uh someone else he met offered to give them a free grooming if they had their shots and i guess he was afraid you know to To maybe lose the dogs half an hour or whatever it took you know so yeah yeah well it's also interesting when you think of dogs and how how supportive animals are I could see, especially if you're homeless, how important your your dogs and your pets would be to you. Yes, because it's hard enough if you have one dog and you, you're homeless, but if you have two and they're, they're your companions and everything, mm-hmm. but also it's not just food, it's veterinary care and, and um, things like that. Uh, and unfortunately, sometimes, you know, they can't, or a lot of people can't afford to, mm-hmm. you know, 
get everything the animal needs besides food. And uh, that's an interesting point you bring up. What did you learn about the plight of the homeless, you know, during your interactions with him? Because again, that wouldn't be my first thought, but, you know, veterinarian bills and, you know, just basic things, getting a driver's license, you know, mean a lot. And, and, but we kind of forget it's not just finding a, a, a warm place to sleep each night or get food, but there's lots of other details of a person's lives, you know, that are affected when they're homeless. I know. And so that's what gives me empathy uh, for that situation. What, what if I was in that situation and the only problem I had with it is I know that he was getting some vet care at some places and and parking lots and stuff like that. And uh, I said, you know, I can, afford to let you get their basic shots then that lady can groom them but like if the dogs get sick he did tell me when when uh, he came back uh, this is the sad part if you want to hear it but uh, it's not in the story oh yeah so what happened um he had two dogs you know two one was a puppy and about six months and then the mother and they were mixed breed well the younger one uh i didn't see him for a while and when he came back he had a different smaller dog and he said he spent all his money trying to save the puppy and it was too late and that's why i said and that's my story to keep (laughs) Because mm-hmm. I wasn't trying to make a sad song out of it, and I don't know why he got another dog, but he had two dogs. The other one was similar, and um, it's just, you know, it's just kind of um, humbling that, you know, I'm mm-hmm. lucky I can afford to take care of my pet, especially in their senior years, because, you know, mm-hmm. Daisy's getting quite, you know, elderly and having a lot of problems but uh, now the last time you saw this guy did he still have the rat well if you listen to the song when i did see him again i didn't ask about the rat because i didn't want to know quite frankly (laughs) i just sometimes ignorance is bliss yes i I figured that if he still had him, he had him. He didn't say anything about it. So maybe, you know, it went to another home. Maybe he still had it because it, he said it was a living, breathing creature. And that's why he saved it. So, wow. Well, I tell just, me, um, yeah, well, tell me more about um, how you recorded this song. You know, Two Dogs and a Rat. You wrote it, but. Uh, you have another vocalist on it. So how did you put all that together in the recording studio? Well, what happened is because I just write lyrics, it puts me a little bit at at a disadvantage. And I had shown the lyrics to my brother and uh, he got to read the lyrics. Unfortunately, 
he passed away. Um, and he said, well, if you can't get someone else to help you, I really like the lyrics, I'll help you. But like, that didn't happen. So I um, found uh, someone and uh, we, we made a contract and I would buy the song as well as, you know, he and his, uh, one of his band members recorded it. Um, his, one of his band members uh, did most of the singing. Uh, Matt was more in the, just the guitar, you know, he didn't sing a lot, he said. So I met with him, I met with him in his studio. Um, we mapped it all out. That took a lot of time. It's, it's just really a lot of time consuming, you know, gave him all the lyrics and, you know, there was some delays and things like that. And I said, I want to get it finished because I have a friend, a son who is, you know, works on animation, you know, for that's what mm -hmm. he wanted to work on in school. And so I finally got the song got it copyrighted and all that. And then when it came time to do the video, uh, the man, <clears throat> young man, um, didn't think he could do it all by himself. This was the time of COVID and all that. But if he had told me sooner, I would have. So I thought, you know what? I, I'm going to just try a little simple animation and I want it to be a lyric video. So I got someone to do that and um, that's how that came about. And so then when I got it all together, then it was ready to be released. So there was some delay there, but I, I really didn't want to release the song without the video because people like visual things. They like things based on a true event. Um, I wanted the lyrics on it because you you hear a song you really like and sometimes you don't hear all of the lyrics. And so that's how that came to be. So. I think they did a nice job with that. You know, it definitely has a really uh, nice look. It kind of draws you in and, uh, you know, you see the dogs and it's kind of a light spirit. But as it draws you in, then you hear a deeper story. Yes. Um, I, I wanted to focus on the rats so it would be more of an uplifting kind of humorous story as opposed to a real sad song. And I told that to the uh, guys that were going to be singing it and, um, you know, producing it and stuff. So uh, performing it. So well, that, yeah. Yeah, and I think excellent job. She must be very proud of that. You know, it, it made me want to explore more of your work, and I discovered that you had a Reverb Nation page yes. that not only has two dogs and a rat, but some other tracks. And I was so pleasantly surprised. You have a song up there called City Beats which yes. I would describe as spoken word, if not almost downright, downright rap. Well, I had worked with a rapper on uh, Ticket to Nowhere and Why Can't It Be? 
And uh, when I wrote uh, two other songs, I didn't have anyone to help me. And I thought, you know what, I'm just going to, I don't have that great a recording voice, but I'm just going to uh, say it, you know. And I decided not to do that anymore until I got a better uh, rap voice or whatever you want to call it. And down on one way street, I use a voice disguiser, but I'm talking, you know, I'm the one talking behind that. So. Well, um, you, you do something very uh, 80s. It's like a throwback to 80s rap. There's actually scratching on the song. I don't know if you did that with a real vinyl, you know, with a record needle or if that was electronic, but I thought it was pretty cool. I thought you had some street cred there. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, no, I had, uh, I have some different apps for videos and sounds. Um, and so I took that app, mm -hmm. uh, whether you hear the, the, the rap, the scratching. And mm -hmm. then I had that, then I talked it. Mm -hmm. uh, but that was nice because on your other work, you know, you have other people sing for you. What did that feel like to be able to actually, you know, vocalize your own words? It was good, but I, you know, that I wanted to do that because I was eager. But at the same time, I thought, uh, I, I need to work on that a little bit. Um, but it was just kind of fun to do. You know, I have a video app. Mm -hmm. I love working with that kind of stuff and, you know, editing pictures and stuff like that. I mean, I just. See, when I hear that. something like that, City Beats, I can definitely hear your poetry background. It almost crossed the line between, you know, a song to spoken word, almost like, you know, poetry, you know, with a beat. And it made me think, wow, I'd, I'd like to hear more of your actual poetry, too. Did that kind of get you excited, uh, you know, about poems you had written in the past? Um, yes. Um, I... Uh had someone else asked to work with me and I said well I have two songs or they're just spoken if you want to you know put music to them but I just find with people you know they have a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend and it it doesn't always work out so um Everybody means well. Oh yeah, I'd like to do work with you. And I said, okay, I'm ready to work. Oh, well, I like to work alone. And then someone else said, yeah, well, just send me just send me a couple words. I like to do the rest myself. And I said, okay. But mm -hmm. it's I found it's better if you try and you know hire someone to help you with that. My brother, of course, you know. Uh, I didn't have to do that, but. Uh, do you remember Poetry Slams? Um, I think it was more of like a 90s thing, maybe going into the 2000s. I just remember this explosion, Poetry Slams, where it was just as much about the performance, you know, almost like an open mic, people spontaneously getting up, 
reading their poetry, performing their poetry, but just in a very lively manner. Yes, I I have been to some open mics lately and then uh, a while back, because uh, my brother used to host open mics, there were people that just get up and uh, do their poetry or um, maybe a little com- comedic uh, gig. Uh, mm-hmm. A little stand-up? Stand-up, uh, you know, a little bit of that. There's not not a lot of that at just, like, if it's mostly the music, uh, but there was times, like in the past, like you said, uh, that people get up and read their poetry, or even at a party. I remember a Christmas party. Uh, one of my brother's friends got up and recited his poetry and uh, things like that. So, um, and then later on, I didn't realize it was called spoken word. I saw someone doing mm-hmm. it on TV and I said, oh, okay, spoken word, you know. But uh, I, I'd have to practice a lot more before I probably do a spoken word thing again. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of exciting because there's something special about hearing the writer deliver their own words well if i do that then i want honest feedback you know um not just because they're my friends so um i got some good feedback but like uh my husband said my i needed a little more practice and um when i worked with that rapper he it's going to give me the microphone. I said, oh, no, 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 I'm not doing this. You're doing this. He said, well, with a little practice, you could do it. And I said, well, maybe another time. So um, he did it uh, on those two songs. Uh, well, it sounds, like you're, it sounds like you're not afraid to get outside of your comfort zone. No, because uh, I'm not. Because if I have to work with different artists and say, with the hip hop uh, uh, man, that's all he did was like uh, trap and uh, hip hop and those kinds of things, which I like some of them. I'm not into mm-hmm. the real explicit stuff. I like me, he does that, but I didn't do it on mine. But, um, and then if you work with somebody that's, I like pop and rock. I like all genres. I just, you know, uh, usually listen to pop and rock, but I like some country. I like folk, folk ballad, folk rock uh, mm-hmm. music. Um, I like just about a little bit of everything. So it's depending on the artist. If he's multi genre, then, you know, he'll just tell me, what are, what are you thinking? And this is what I'm thinking. And then, that's how that the last song. Well, I definitely out. hear a folk rock and folk ballad influence in Two Dogs and a Rat. And what's so nice about you know the the folk genre in general is it's so much about telling stories. And it seems like we don't have as many songs now that tell stories in that way. Yes, and when I went back and uh, listened to like Simon and Garfunkel and. I'm sitting in a railway station, you know, and like one time I was delayed at the airport, so I just started writing. And that wasn't the second time that I um, 
got stuck in in the airport uh, when I did Ticket to Nowhere. But uh, I just said, you know, just, and I just wrote it down in my notebook. I always have a notebook because I have a to-do list every day of just normal things to do. And if I think of something and I'm sitting in a parking lot eating something from a fast food place, I just write down the idea so I won't forget it. That's very smart because it's so easy to forget those little gems, you know? I know. And then I thought, well, yeah, I can't remember what I was going to say next. And so. <laughs> no, but I think you're right, you know, to have a diary. I know some writers have a journal next to their bed because sometimes they'll have a dream and they'll wake up and, oh, I got to write this down so I don't forget it. Yes, well, I uh, I bring the notebook in every day and I take it out to the car with me every day because of my list of things to do, people to call, grocery store or whatever. And so that's how I, I did Daisy's Riding Shotgun. I just thought. Hmm. See, you strike me as someone who's a good observer of people. Like if you're at the airport sitting and waiting, I bet you really notice all the people coming by. Yes, I did. And even though that uh, the one I wrote, uh, Ticket to Nowhere, um, involved other people because they all got delayed too. But on the way home, I got stuck again, so I had to change flights. And I thought, there's a song, you know, <laughs> because mm -hmm. I got there late to Cleveland. I was there to see relatives, so that cut into my time with them. and. You know, I was just see uh, one person thing. <laughs> well, one person could be in your same situation. They're waiting. But while they're waiting, they're just looking at their watch or, you know, just kind of with their head down. But for a writer, you know, for an artist, they look at things differently. They not only are keeping their head up, looking around, but they're noticing the important details you know, the symbolic details. Yes, I do. And, you know, it's just, you know, you're sitting around, you got delays and you're trying to get something to eat for the next flight. And then um, it just, when I came home from that flight, it was a last minute decision to switch over to uh, another airline and my luggage had already gone in the other one. But when they said they were going to start passing out, uh, you know, coupons or for a free hamburger, I thought, uh-uh, I'm not doing that. I've been there, done that. I'm hopping mm -hmm. this flight to Delta. And I ended up getting a refund from the other airline. So. Okay. Do you think you can write a song or even a poem about just about anything. I mean, in, in the hands, you know, of a writer, can't you take almost any situation and write something about it? Pretty much so. Um, and I, I don't have the musical ear. So when someone else reads the lyrics like my brother had or someone else, you know, they may have a, a different vision of it, but 
um, I can just about write a song on anything. Like this and week, say, like, you know, even in the past few days, do you think you've witnessed something or observed something that you want to turn into a song? Oh, yes. How do you know that? Like, out of all the things you observe, when do you know? When does it click in your mind? That's worth exploring. That I want to dramatize. Well, sometimes it's just uh, things in your personal life that either happen to you or that you're stuck in the middle of a situation and that involves other people. And uh, so I you know, I wrote a song about one, I started another one, which I haven't finished. And um, yeah, so just, or if there's something that's happening in our country, I don't like, that's why I wrote, Why Can't It Be? And that's a short song, but I told the rapper to, you know, do it a little bit longer, but, um, I didn't have that many lyrics, but I had enough where he could repeat it. But it was just, mm -hmm. it's just uh, something I had to say. And, you know. Mm -hmm. You know, some people are able to write about something as it's happening, you know, something fresh in their mind. But I know for some people, it helps them to have some time and distance, you know, have a few years. And then they can go back and look at it with some new perspective. Do you find that that's part of your style? Because I know with two dogs and a rat, some of these things happened, you know, well in the past, but then you had time to reflect on it and maybe attach a deeper meaning. Yes, and that's that's what I do because maybe at the time I didn't, wasn't, uh, hadn't written too many songs and I was telling a friend about this and Later, I thought, you know, that's a good story, you know, and um, it's, you can't make that stuff up. I mean, you could, but mm -hmm. um, so. In the time you had to reflect on that story, what was different, you know, a couple of years later, did you have any other realizations or like a, a moment of, oh, wow, this this other thing strikes me as, you know, being the poignant part of this story. Yes, because I did um, wonder what happened to the man, and I was sad about the, the one dog, and, but at the same time, I thought, you know, looking back, it was kind of comical in a way. Um, empathy for the man and his dogs, that I was trying to help. And then at the same time, with a rat in the mix, I mean, it just <clears throat> clicked one day that I had to write a song about that. Mm -hmm. And so I did. <laughs> when we write about something recent, I think we tend to take it more literally. 
it's like this happened you know oh this made me sad this was tragic you know whatever and then five years later you look back on it and and it's not so black and white you know there is nuance or you can even find humor in something that seems so sad and desperate at the time but with time you can find irony you can find humor it, do you think that's true yes <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> yes i do um i think that's true because the last song i had written <clears throat> before I, I did two dogs and a rat it was around current events and it was it wasn't like a real happy song so i thought the next song i do is going to be a little more lighthearted. so i'll take this situation that is bittersweet as you say and um focus more on the rat and he being the, it being um a, a bigger part of the story and you know and sometimes when you try and help someone you, you get in a situation uh that you didn't really expect and so i had to you know see the humor in that and you know who would believe that you know and well besides your it, why would you do that you know I, oh exactly yeah well besides poetry and songwriting lyric writing have you ever done short story writing um i did uh, a short story in uh, in uh, college, I started to write a little bit, and my older brother said, "Well, you start with an outline and stuff like that." You know, I had some ideas, and I'd written a, uh, a children's story, but mm -hmm. well, I have a collection of short stories my mother wrote which were published, you know, and she would read her poetry and stuff to me. And I'd tell her ones I'd like. And um, so. It seems that this story that inspired two dogs and a rat, like there's so much more than what you put in the song. Like it was just right for the song, what you put in, but there's lots of other tangents and, you know, timeline wise, you know, things that happen beyond the song. It almost right. seems like something that's begging for you to flesh out into a short story. That's a that's a good idea, and I probably might do that. Um, I'm I'm kind of learning some things. You know, it's not that easy to uh, well to have the knowledge and, you know, how to get something published and in music, there's a, a lot of musicians out there that <clears throat> really deserve a break and they just don't have those connections or, or, or whatever. Um, and, mm -hmm. you know, I don't have a lot of connections myself, but that's why I was taking this song beyond just local friends and stuff like that. So, um, to reach a wider audience that mm -hmm. I thought would enjoy it. <clears throat> and what are your hopes for the song? Where would you like to see it go? 
Well, I mean, I think everybody would like to have a hit song or hear it on the radio or see the video on TV or something. And if that happens, that would be fantastic. If I just get me more well-known and more followers and, you know, I'm, my YouTube channel wasn't that much on it and things like that. Um, so with the help of this promotion company they're you know telling me what what are some things to get get some of these things done which you know I didn't you know I, I had done more on reverberation and I I joined that because my brother urged me to join it he had an account long before I did but even with them it just goes so far you know and um, what if he, Joni Mitchell hears the song and wants to record a cover of it. That would be wonderful. <laughs> and isn't half the fun of putting stuff out there like this is the people you meet and you know, you know you work with other musicians and bands and it seems like that you know you keep this youthful influence in like you're with people creating new fresh sounds isn't that part of the fun of this process oh yeah that's that's fun uh because i had never thought about doing a rap song or anything like that there's you know there's a few rappers i like but <clears throat> yeah just i just and i always listen to the more current songs uh, i was so that i would would wouldn't just be an oldies type uh that that's what all I listen to. So, you know, there's other musicians that I listen to through re reverberation or, <clears throat> you know, you go out and hear a band or an open mic and a lot of them do oldies and some of them do their original songs and more current ones and things like that. Um, so that's, you know, inspiration there. Yeah. So out of all the musicians you admire who would be the dream one that would discover two dogs and a rat and somehow that would bring you together and, and you could meet one of your musical idols who would that be uh, i will it's it's really hard to say i mean um like, Bob like the Dylan. newer newer ones like the lumineers and uh mumford and sons Mm -hmm. would might like that it could even uh, almost be a country s song um mm -hmm. you know, like with a, a blake uh blake shelton blake shelton or a, um a toby keith or uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh oh wow you're picking the biggies well you said <laughs> <laughs> got a dream big yes or um even if it's someone lesser known in, in one of those genres, you know. Or maybe um, Emmy Lou Harris. Are you a fan? Emmy Lou Harris, um, Joni Mitchell, but you know, I know they they're older than I am, so you know, I don't know how much performing I you know, but a lot of people on Facebook uh, post stuff about Joni Mitchell, mm -hmm. um, her albums, you know, back from you know, they'll do a pick a song from one of her days 
you know, her heyday and stuff like that. I like her a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what's so exciting for you right now. Now that you made this great video to this really intriguing song, that it's out there. And who knows who will come across that on YouTube and what connections you'll make this year. Yes, well, I mean, um, I would hope. And, uh, you know, maybe somebody that's just getting started that's like to, you know, cover it or something like that. I mean, I'm open to a lot of the possibilities. Um, That's good. I I just find it exciting, uh, whether it's, like I said, get more followers and get more well-known. And, Mm -hmm. you know, stranger things have happened. Absolutely. Well, we're going to wrap up here in a moment. Uh, I want people to be sure where to find you online, where to see your videos, buy your music, and just learn more about you. Okay, well, uh, I do have a YouTube channel on Reverbination. My song is on Spotify, iTunes, and buy it from Amazon. Excellent. Well, and, those are. Uh, I think I'll put a clip of it on TikTok. I don't have that much experience with that. And TikTok. I like that. You could get a lot of attention there. That's, that's yes, great. Yes, well, I, I, I didn't bother with it for a while. I'm, I'm still learning it, but I, I went ahead and um, I, I'm going to put a clip of uh, this song on there. And uh, there's some people there that I know that are on there that are musicians as well uh, i don't think TikTok takes a long video they just do like mm-hmm. short the shorts yep. yeah but that's okay well i and want to give I'm you the last what? oh what were you gonna say well i'm also on instagram um and uh, so okay instagram um, excellent the cool well, song you're... isn't on instagram yet but the there's a clip Okay. Well, hopefully you'll start sharing, you know, on the on those uh, social media. I know Instagram is still still a great place to share stuff. So here's my final question, and I think you have such a unique situation in that you're a lyricist, but not a singer. Although you're great on city beats, you're a great spoken word. But for those people out there who write songs but don't sing. What are your words of wisdom to help them get those recorded and realized who might be intimidated of, oh, I can't find a singer. I don't know any musicians. How can they take the lead and and bring those songs to life? Well, um, some of these sites will give you, uh, they'll say, you know, do you need someone to help you? Um, There's different um, sites like that or also like locally um, there's different uh, sites where if you need say you need your house cleaned or if you need a musician or if you need and those tend to be less expensive they're not allowed to charge you their normal rate if they're on one of those sites um, mm-hmm. I can't think of it at the, uh, at the time but um, 
and maybe they'll like tell on you Fiverr how much it is, even? and you talk to them, and then you see if you want to meet them or see if you want to want to be interested in them. And that's kind of after my brother. That's kind of mm-hmm. what I did because, you know, he couldn't always help me, and then he was gone for part of the time, and you know, he had his own uh, mm-hmm. music to do, and you know, it was we were pretty close, and so. Uh, but I know I couldn't always. He told me, he said, you should work with other artists. I think that's good for you. Mm-hmm. So. And this was your brother, Jim. Yeah, my late brother, Jim. Brother Jim. So what do you think Jim would think of you bringing two dogs and a rat to life? Um, he knew I was going to. And um, I, I think he would really, really, really like it. He liked the lyrics. And then I said, well, I'm waiting on the video. And... Uh, he said, well, <clears throat> you know, I, part of the time I was waiting on the song, then I was waiting on the video. And then um, a couple months later, he passed away and didn't, you know, get to hear it recorded and the video and things like that. So, mm-hmm. but I think he would really like it and mm-hmm, yeah. think that I did a good job on it. And do you still feel his influence in the final song? Um, yes, because he had read the lyrics and he said, you've come full circle. And he was kind of laughing about it. And we were talking one night and he was ta- telling me another song um, that had three characters that were unusual, but it wasn't animals. And we were joking around on it, uh, about it. And that was before I had, um, I I, I don't think I had finished the lyrics, or maybe I had, but I hadn't gotten music and uh, video to it yet. And uh, so that was, you know, a fun night that we just were talking about that. Nice. So he does still influence me, yes, and, and even on this song. Well, her name is Michelle A. Jones, the current song and video is two dogs and a rat hey i really appreciate you sharing all this and just sharing your process i I really uh, wish you a lot of success with this well thank you so much and i really enjoyed doing this interview and um it's uh it's it's nice to be able to talk to someone about your work 